Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for market intel, forecasts, and strategies. Hello, I'm Michael Bull. Thank you for being with us. This segment is brought to you by CommercialAgentSuccess.com. It is the ultimate in commercial agent training. Check it out. Learn more at CommercialAgentSuccess.com. Well, last night I was speaking to a group of business owners and investors about the commercial real estate market and the various sectors. And one of the more interesting uh, topics in sectors, I think, was the office sector. I think it seems to be the one in most question. Uh, they were asking me questions like, hey, what is the future of office? You know, what's the future office uh, look like? Uh, and as business owners, what should we think about? So if you are a business leader, an owner, you operate a business or you help companies uh, with their space needs or your own office properties, uh, I'd like to share some thoughts with you on the office market and some strategies for occupants, for occupiers uh, in the current market. So first of all, I think you want to think about uh, where we are today, right? Having just gone through this COVID thing, we have an employment market that's really geared toward employees. They've gotten used to working in their pajamas at home. And hey, I love it. No commute has got to be one of the most wonderful things uh, about the work from home thing and the hybrid. Um, but I think a lot of employers are realizing uh, that it's hurting productivity, that they've got some challenges uh, with it uh, in some businesses, right? And they're trying to get folks back. Uh, Elon Musk just recently said, hey, test Tesla, get your bonds back in at least 40 hours a week or, or get lost. Now, why would he say that? Uh, and how can he say that, right, with this employment market? Uh, so, and you look at some of the big companies and, and what they're doing, they're kind of uh, bucking the trend. Uh, you know, if you look at uh, Google, you know, they bought a, a London office building for a billion dollars. Um, you look in, in, in uh, 2021, uh, they bought uh, $2.1 billion in Hudson Square and uh, in Manhattan. You know, Amazon spent $2.5 billion for a mixed use and, and retail complex in, in Northern Virginia. Um, you know, and if you look at uh, Facebook, they just bought a 400,000 square foot corporate campus uh, from uh, REI. So, you know, there's a lot of smart kind of tech companies, right, that are investing in office. Might this be a good time to invest in office? I think it's a very good time. You know, if you look at, you know, occupancy is, is down pretty much in, in most markets for the office market. Uh, rent growth is going to stabilize or, or going down in some markets. So it's a really good time if you're an occupier to think about your space needs, the future of your business, um, and, you know, what the future holds. Because, look, we have just gone through a, a big change in our life with this COVID mess. Hopefully it's over. I'm declaring it over now. No, no one cares anymore. It's like everybody, it's, people are getting COVID and they're like, ah, uh, what about it? But, you know, to each his own, but look, I think it's over. But at any rate, um, is it a good time to invest in office? Yes, it is. There's more opportunities for, for your business and there's more opportunities for acquisitions. There's more selection. Usually if you do want to buy your, your location, um, there's less options, you know, when the market's hot, right? So there may be more options. There may be more um, opportunities to buy properties that, that have some vacancy that you can get a better deal. You know, one of the things I've, I've been in this business for 35 years and I've sold several office properties for companies. 
where the owner said, you know what, uh, we didn't want to buy a building. You know, we, we did it kind of kicking and screaming. We really wanted to really invest in our business, uh, but we wanted to control our occupancy costs. We wanted to control our environment. We wanted to create a, a facility where our employees wanted to work, where they loved to work, where they were productive. So we kind of did it kicking and screaming. But then they tell me, you know, but it ended up being a windfall, right? It's like, no matter the size of your business, small, medium, or large, you know, time flies when you're paying bills, right? And all of a sudden, you've created some really great equity in that real estate. So uh, for a lot of businesses, especially businesses that are more stable on the size that, that, that you use, uh, acquiring property can be a great opportunity right now. One of the things that it's great about that too is, is lenders love owner occupants, right? You can go to several lenders and banks and if you're an owner occupant buying a building for your space, uh, you can get incredible financing from SBA and from banks. Um, so it's a, it's a really good time to consider that. You know, what is the future office look like? Uh, well, I think the future office that, that we have in front of us is a lot better office. It's a healthier office. It's a more inviting office. You know, you think about fresh flowers, think about plants, think about proper lighting, think about proper sunlighting and proper artificial lighting. Think about healthy foods. Think about an environment where people want to be together. I'd also think about flexibility in your floor plan, flexibility in your furniture. I also would think about private offices, right? More private offices than we've been doing in the past years with all this open office. I don't know, it's my opinion that if I want to have my employees in a place to work where I'd want to work, and I don't want to be on a bench with 10 other people, potentially one of them sneezing or what have you. Uh, also, think about noise and sound and productivity. Might some of your employees just be better, more productive, because they're in a private space and they don't have a lot of noise and distractions. Um, so think about having flexibility in your office, in your floor plan, so that employees that do work better being alone have that opportunity to do so. Um, so um, another thing to think about in your space is the uh, uh, wellness certification and the factors involved in the wellness certification. Um, one of the things that uh, our building uh, recently sold, we're on the top floor of a nice building here in the perimeter market of Atlanta where our headquarters is uh, for Bull Realty. And the building recently sold and the owners asked me, hey, you know, we want to improve the building even more and uh, you know, what should we do? And they tell me about all their plans and I said, look, scrap all that and let's do some touchless technology as we walk into the building. There's double doors that walk into this building and I said, I shouldn't really have to touch these handles you know, that 2,000 other people touched this morning. Uh, let's think about a healthy environment where people can be healthy, can be productive. And when you think about work from home, hybrid, uh, why might it come back, when might it come back? Uh, and, and, and if you're an employee, why does it matter? Wouldn't you rather work at home? Well, maybe you can, maybe it really works well for you. Well, great. Um, but for a lot of folks, for their career, um, they want to be around people to learn from people. Uh, younger people want to learn from the older people, right? Uh, older people like me, we want to learn from the younger people. Uh, we want that synergy. Uh, we also want that other life, if you will, that's away from the home life and to get the separation of work and home. Um, and we think about uh, the businesses. To give an example, recently I went to a convention 
and the uh, leader of a huge, one of the largest office owners in the world uh, said that, hey, we're going to be doing hybrid, we're going to be in work from home, um, and uh, that's what's going to happen. Uh, well, fast forward a couple weeks, we're selling some of these buildings for this huge, huge user. Um, and the lady in charge of this large facility, when we did the tenant interview, she said, look, uh, we're, we're, we're not, our productivity's down, our complaints are up, we can't do this hybrid, we can't work from home. I don't care what the leader's telling you, when I, I'm, the, I'm the person who has to get, get things done, and it's not working, right? It's, it's not, not productive. Um, think about what the challenges are and what could be improved if you are together. So recruiting, you know, onboarding, uh, training, uh, culture, uh, creativity, uh, cybersecurity, which has become a big thing, right? It's harder to secure everything about your company and your employees and your uh, clients when everyone's wherever they are. Also think about trade secrets. Uh, you know, if people are working from home, uh, does their roommate work for your biggest competitor? They very well might. Um, think about the efficiency. You know, we've done a lot of work through COVID and now selling large office buildings around the country on a team that I lead. And the attorneys, the third party folks, uh, the clients that, that have, had been working at home, a lot less efficient, a lot less efficient, a lot less professional. Things took longer than the folks and the companies working from the home, where they, or, I'm sorry, working from the office, where they can walk to the office next door. Let me check on that right now, get an answer, have things happen very quickly. So efficiency. You think about it as an employee or for your employees, a career growth, right? You know, oh, they went up in the company very fast because the C-suite noticed them. Eh, well, guess we'll get noticed more, you know, in the office. Uh, think about uh, retention. And, and one of the things to think about when you, as a business leader running a business, um, and you think about, well, maybe I could save some money on my office space. We don't need office space anymore. Um, think about the overall cost of your office space in relation to the overall cost of your people and the turnover of those people and the training and the culture and the productivity, the security. You know, the, when you have employees turn over, uh, they cost you a lot of money. Uh, and when you actually compare the cost, having office space that's really inviting could be an advantage. Um, there's uh, uh, some really good books and studies on that. Uh, one's a book's called Don't Worry About the Rent. Uh, check out that book. It, it, it illustrates that, look, with the right office space, the rent might not matter because of your increased productivity, of lowering cost of turnover. So uh, I, I really recommend that book. It's uh, Darren Billsborough is the uh, author of that. We'll put a link to it uh, in the show notes. I think ultimately it comes down to uh, profits, you know, when the productivity of the company, especially a large company, doesn't take a, a, but a small drop in productivity to cost a large company a lot of money. Uh, so that's uh, one thing to think about. As an occupier, too, I'll give you some other ideas for your space. Uh, one thing to think about is to get started early when you uh, have a lease renewal option coming up or a lease expiration. If you're a very small office or, or user, I would suggest a year out before you have to give notice to exercise a renewal option. If you're a little bit larger office than two, three, you know, if you're a very large office, it could be five to seven years. Um, but think about uh, starting very early. 
even if you think you're just going to exercise your renewal where you are or, renegoti or negotiate a renewal, um, because you want to have, as an office user, um, knowledge of the market and so that you don't end up overpaying. Uh, I'll give you an example. We had a restaurant user, a tenant, uh, reach out to me. They had missed their uh, deadline to renew their lease. They had an option to renew and they missed it. They were very concerned about missing it. And they uh, called an attorney and real estate attorney to review their lease and everything. There's nothing I could do, you missed it. Uh, it's a big landlord, there's nothing I can do. Uh, so he had them call me. Well, when I looked into it and met with them, um, they shouldn't have uh, exercised that renewal. Uh, that rent was over market. Uh, so I was able to show them uh, some alternatives that were really a better location for their business um, and, uh, and renegotiate uh, a lease extension for them. So we got their rent lower, closer to market, probably at market. Um, we also got a more term uh, that they needed because they wanted to sell the business. Uh, and we also, also negotiated a release of their personal guarantees, which would become very important as their f future plans were to sell the restaurant and they didn't want to, they shouldn't want to be personally liable uh, for the rent moving forward. Um, so the fact that they missed their deadline, uh, they were very fortunate <laughs> that that's what happened. Um, if, if you ever are going to hire a broker for anything, uh, I recommend hiring a broker, engaging a broker when you are an office user or, or a tenant that, that needs space for your business. That is the absolute best time uh, to engage a broker. Uh, and I would engage a tenant rep that focuses and specializes in the property type that you're looking at. In other words, if you're, if you're a medical provider, uh, you're in healthcare, uh, there's healthcare tenant reps like, like we have here at our shop. Um, so uh, to give you an example of, um, of how important that is, have you ever read it, maybe the business magazine in, in your city where a big law firm uh, leased some office space in a nice building? And then you read that they were, uh, their tenant rep was such and such company, right? And you think about that, that law firm has a really big real estate practice, right? A lot of really smart lawyers that know a lot about real estate. And they engaged a tenant rep, okay? That should illustrate to you the importance of, of having a good tenant rep. I'll give you an example the other way. I had a call, <clears throat> excuse me, got a call one day where um, an attorney called me, said, Michael, got a problem, can you help me? Sure, uh, I have a residential real estate closing operation uh, and it's in a fairly big center with a couple big uh, residential real estate companies and I do closings. Um, a new a competing law firm that does real estate closings opened up. The day they opened up, it dropped my business by 50%. And my margins are 10%. I've got a problem. I'm losing money fast. Um, and I said, well, look, let's do this. Check your uh, lease and see if you have an exclusive you know, for that use uh, that would prohibit the landlord from bringing in a competitor uh, in, in the center. So he said, okay, I'll check that. He calls me back 15 minutes. He said, Michael, I checked the lease. I don't have that. And I said, well, I have a curiosity question for you. And I'm not blaming anyone. I'm just curious. Um, who was your tenant rep when you leased that space? And he actually said to me, oh, I didn't have a tenant rep. I saved that money. <laughs> okay. I saved that money. Uh, get yourself a tenant rep. A tenant rep with their experience that, that we have in our industry may have a lot of 
things like there's a hundred clauses in a, in a commercial lease that can be extremely important to your business down the road. Well, with our experience, we've been through that and uh, it, it can be very helpful. So uh, get a tenant rep. Uh, one of the things that uh, we mentioned about the office space where I mentioned is think about the flexibility with your floor plans. Think about uh, doing walls and things that can be moved around or removed. Uh, think about using furniture that's uh, very flexible. Um, think about um, um, the, all the advantages of acquiring the property. Um, I'll give you an example of, of an acquisition I did. When I started my business 25 years ago, um, I started Bull Realty in Atlanta. We were pretty local at the time. We opened an office on, on Piedmont that I bought. And I bought a building, and this is what I recommend for your business if you're buying a building for your business, is I bought a building that was larger than I needed. Um, so I opened up in a little portion of a two-story brick office building right on Piedmont uh, in the Buckhead Midtown area. And, and it worked well. Well, as we grew, we took over more space, more space, relocated tenants. Eventually, we took over the entire building, renovated it, really loved being there. Well, eventually we outgrew that and, and moved to the top floor of a beautiful building uh, where we are now. Uh, and I still own the building. And it's, um, it's a great investment, right? You know, you think about, uh, it's been 25 years, so I've owned the building 25 years. Well, obviously it has a ton of equity and cash flow at this point. And instead of paying rent all that time, I created that equity, right? So uh, get with your local broker. If you, if you want to, uh, you want a broker, a tenant rep, investment sales broker, you want someone for any business anywhere in the country, let me know. Uh, we, we're not gonna be right for 99% of my listeners and viewers, but we'll put you in the right, uh, with the right professionals around the country. Well, th think about the office market. When's it going to change? Uh, if you're an office owner, and your demand has slowed, or you've had tenants that are slowing their renewals or doing temporary renewals or, or downsizing, uh, when might the office market change uh, as far as demand goes? Uh, I think it changes when the employment market changes. Um, you know, when you're asking employees to come in and, and work because they're gonna be better off for their career and the company's gonna perform better, but they can get two or three other jobs uh, working at home in their PJs, um, you know, they might just tell you, no, I, I, I'm really enjoying not having the commute. So I think the office demand comes back stronger when the employment market changes. Uh, when is that? I don't know. I called Casey Conway, economist with CCIM, and he's like, yeah, that's a good question. Let's look into that. Uh, so we'll cover that in a future show. But uh, I think, you know, that's when the office market really rebounds. So if you're an occupier, it's a great time to, you have a window here, I believe, to get out and acquire property or to lease property. You know, you can really get a, a, a better deal, right, in a softer office market for your business. A lot of companies are really upgrading their space, moving from a C to a B building, moving a B to an A building, moving to a healthier environment, a fresh build out, where when you open this office, your employees want to come back. They're excited to come back. They're healthy, they're more productive, uh, and the business is more profitable. Well, I may have a contrarian view to, to a lot of people out there, and that's fine. Share with me if, uh, if you think you do, you have a, a, a different view, or if you share my view. Thank you for sharing the show, and thank you for listening. Till next week, be sure that you always lead, learn, and laugh, 
and join us for America's Commercial Real Estate Show. America's Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Buxton. Take leasing site selection and due diligence to the next level. Make the right decisions with on-demand mobile data. Visit buxtonco.com. By Bull Realty. For proven commercial real estate asset and occupancy solutions, contact me. My email is michael at bullrealty.com. By Commercial Agent Success. Expert level commercial real estate broker training. Cloud Access 1, up to 21 one-hour videos. Visit commercialagentsuccess.com. Thank you for reviewing, subscribing, and sharing America's commercial real estate show.